Hello and welcome to Divine Enigma, a podcast that talks about how to navigate through the complexities of the workplace as a modern day professional, whilst also having a side hustle simultaneously. My name is Sarah and I will be your host for this podcast. This is episode nine of the show. This podcast will be available on all platforms where you can find podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Today is our true crime series, and we will be reflecting on Elijah McLean. A spiritual seeker, pacifist, oddball, vegetarian, athlete, and peacemaker who was exceedingly gentle. That's how Elijah McClan's family described their son, brother, and friend, which is why the circumstances of his death doesn't add up, at least not the version the authorities are telling. Elijah was born in 1996, and right from his toddler years, his mum, Shanine, could tell he was exceedingly gifted and intelligent. Oftentimes, such talent is misunderstood, and the traditional schooling system doesn't cater to kids with specific and unique needs. Based on his mother's recollections, Elijah would likely have been diagnosed with some form of autism had he been assessed. So, Shanine chose to homeschool Elijah, believing that a home environment would better match his learning style. And she was right. As a teenager, Elijah taught himself how to play the guitar and violin, and wherever he could, he would take his instruments to a local pet shelter where he would serenade the animals, <laughs> believing it helped to calm and soothe them. At the age of 19, Elijah earned a certification in massage therapy and began working. It wasn't only his skill with his hands that kept his clients coming back. Elijah had a way of incorporating traditional healing practices to ensure his clients were more connected to their well-being as a whole rather than just addressing their physical needs. Elijah loved to run and could go for miles without seemingly being tired at all. <laughs> Despite his athleticism, he always felt cold no matter the weather or level of activity and he often donned long sleeves and an athletic style face mask to cut down on wind chill. Through no thought of his own, his face covering would later come to be viewed as a major contributing factor in his death. On the 24th of August 2019, at 10.30pm, 9 received a call about a sketchy person wearing a ski mask by a gas station near where Elijah lived. Three officers responded 
and when they came across Elijah, they demanded he stopped and talked to them. Elijah did not stop and he continued to walk down the street in the direction he was going. It would later be revealed he had headphones in and he couldn't hear the demands of the officers. The officers then entered into a physical altercation with Elijah where they put him in a chokehold twice, cuffed his hands behind his back and forced him face down onto the ground. When Elijah began to vomit, one of the officers threatened to set a dog on him. Officers called for paramedics to sedate him. They would later claim that they believed he was in an agitated mental state. Paramedics arrived and injected Elijah with ketamine, which had the desired effect. He was taken in an ambulance to a nearby hospital, but on the way, his heart stopped. He was resuscitated, but failed to regain consciousness. Six days later, Elijah's life support was turned off. When the investigation into Elijah's death got underway, there were some glaring inconsistencies in the stories of the officers that were telling their version of what happened to Elijah. Firstly, all three officers' body cams were apparently knocked off during the incident and therefore were, were classed as unusable. They claimed that Elijah resisted them, but when the body cam footage was released, the audio revealed him complying as well as one of the officers stating, move your camera dude. The audio also clearly demonstrated that Elijah tried to explain himself to the officers, giving them his name and ID. When in the chokehold, he struggled to tell them that he couldn't breathe. Long story short, <laughs> the initial autopsy was inconclusive, but a later amended noted Elijah died as a result of complications of ketamine administration following forcible restraint. All three officers were cleared of any wrongdoing until his family and community demanded an external investigation. The review concluded that the officers were at fault and that they had no grounds to stop, restrain or frisk Elijah that night. In fact, one of the officers put his hand on Elijah within 10 seconds of exiting his car, which clearly demonstrates no intention to try and de-escalate before entering into a physical confrontation. The report also um, amesh the paramedics who sedated Elijah without cause. In 2021, the three officers and two paramedics were charged with manslaughter. There's a lot more detail to this case, which I haven't covered, but one of the takeaway themes 
is the misunderstanding of those in our community who see the world differently. Elijah was a gift to his community, his family, his clients, and seemingly everyone whom he came in contact with. Had he been approached with consideration and an attempt to understand, then maybe we couldn't be in this situation now. But instead, officers chose to approach him with accusation, aggression and demands, all based on reports of a sketchy person. In the workplace, Elijah was able to find a network of people who came to understand his unique characteristics and celebrated those things rather than try to force him to conform to their norms. But this is likely because they had the time to get to know him when they saw him each day and when they witnessed the strong bond he had forged with his customers. However, in the community, that time doesn't exist. And honestly, it shouldn't need to in order for neurodiverse people to feel welcome and accepted. In fact, a desire to understand should be a privilege extended to all of us. With We are all unique with our own gifts and strengths to offer if these officers had taken the approach of seek first to understand, then Elijah could very well have been alive today, continuing to serenade <laughs> rescued animals and working his magic on his clients' bodies and mind. I hope you enjoyed this true crime story. Please follow me on all platforms where the podcasts are uploaded. Thank you again for listening to Divine Enigma. And if you got to the end, this is a safe place for project managers and professionals to give you the tools on how to navigate the complexities of being neurodiverse in the workplace. I'll see you next week.